This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Welcome back to Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. Folks, any questions, comments, concerns, give us a call here at 877 269 0839. That's 877 269 0839. Or visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com. Go to the contact page, check out our class show your your education is our dedication tony what's shaking bacon well it's great to be here first of all travis and i've had a good week i watched a little bit of the masters golf tournament did you see that last week holy shnikes what a finish um like oh my gosh brooks kepka how how bad does he feel right now, yeah. Tony? Oh my yeah. goodness. This guy was throwing darts and he went to, you know, can't he he went to like uh we talked about we like to talk about Top Gun on here. Top remember the the part in Top Gun, uh the new one when the the guy hangman, the his his partner like covers his eyes and he still throws a dart and hits the center yep. of the board. That was Brooks Kepka up until about the middle of the third round. And all of a sudden, John Rahm was just like, you know what? I'm just going to keep playing my game, and we're going to see what happens. And holy cow, what a comeback. That was incredible. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that was amazing. And so Rahm won. One for the ages, yeah. as, as Speaking they say. Speaking of ages, what about Phil Mickelson? Uh, the oldest person to come you, in that high in a tournament, I think. That's old lefty, uh, which, you know, I don't, I really don't like this. Um, I don't like this whole, you know, live versus PGA tour. I mean, let's face it. The people who, people who say that they wouldn't do it for the money. Yeah. Okay. Somebody pays you $200 million to play golf. You're going to do what? Exactly. So, yeah. So, you know, Phil Mickelson, you know, one of the greatest golfers yes, ever. Of all Brooks time. Kepka, one of the greatest golfers yeah. ever. Um, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed it because it was just pure competition and Rom was just like like laser focused and I mean every shot and even even whenever remember when he shanked the one out yep. of bounds in the in the you know the eighteenth fairway, yeah. he was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm, you know, I'm gonna keep playing my game, and he literally just shot lights out. So, I, I'm, I'm a fan of just sports and golf in general, and I don't care if one was live and one was PGA, uh, whether it was Mickelson, Kopka, um, you know, Rom, whoever. Uh, they, they all played excellent. Now, I do feel bad for Tiger. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I know a lot of people give him a lot of grief because he made some some 
questionable choices on some things. But, you know, this guy's a billionaire, and he is out there limping and grinding because he loves yeah. the game that yeah. much. I felt really bad for Tiger. Yeah, he 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 was pretty hurt, and so that's, that's too bad. I do, too. I just love the Phil Mickelson story because I think he's one of the greats and a great guy. But um, that, that whole tournament was interesting. I normally – I, I like to golf. I'm a horrible golfer, so I don't golf that often. And I'm not. Yeah, I don't know if you call what I do playing yeah. golf. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's me. But uh, I do see the analogies to having a game plan like Rom and sticking to it, kind of like uh, strategy, strategy Tony, financial are game you saying, plan. Are you saying there's a correlation between playing what? And you know what? You know what Rom probably has? A great coach. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. You can have the best swing in the world, but if you don't know how to hit it, you're still going to be shanking yep. it. Yeah. You got to have a good caddy, a good coach, a good so team. So a good caddy, a good strategy, and a good coach? Tell me, tell me, tell me that's not so. Say it ain't so, Joe. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that's a good one. And it really parallels uh, the financial world, obviously, and having a good financial coach like yourself. So what's going on in the financial world? First things first, uh, I am exceptionally beside myself this morning because inflation, Tony, is down to five. Wow, we're going back down. Five. You know, uh, folks, I know this is a double-edged sword. All right. For those of you getting Social Security out there, your next increase is not going to be as robust as the last two have been. However, you're also probably not going to be paying the same thing for goods and services either. So, um, you know, this this thing is is really something that's kind of a conundrum. We like it on one side. We don't like it on the other. What I like about it is this. It's what it's going to do to potentially our our markets going forward. Because I think, and, and once again, I gave up trying to guess what the Fed was going to do, Tony, back in about spring of last year. Because they literally just, you know, they gave us no, no credit, or we, they had no credibility, gave us really no no evidence to to support their their theories for 15 years and all of a sudden they decide you know hey we're going to raise interest rates and everybody's like yeah sure you'll do it two or three times and that's it and they were like you know what we're going to go pedal to the metal and they did and it it actually had a number of effects i mean let's face it uh it it cracked something in the banking system which we'll get into in a moment but as far as tony the fed in my opinion I think what this inflation number does with the banking issues uh, tied to it, I think it gives them shade that that could that could give them a reason to say, you know what, we have tightened so much so fast. I think we need to wait and see. Or you know, hey, quarter point at the most, and I really don't think the markets are going to look at that as uh, as negative news. I think they're going to be like, okay, this is this is starting to get better. We're starting to get the all clear. So um, I could be wrong. Anybody can. They could come out and say, you know what? We're going to go ahead, Tony, not only and just kill it, but we're going to obliterate it. And we're going to go up 100 basis points. I don't think they will. But could they? Sure. Is it par- is it probable? Mm, probably not. Is it possible? Anything's possible at this sure. stage. Yeah, that's true. A- anything's possible on any given day, and nobody has a crystal ball. But I, 
I like your viewpoints on this, Travis, because, you know, the Fed, they they say they need to keep going. They're trying to bring us in for a soft landing. But I wonder what that point is. I mean, you well, know. so so think about think about the just go back to to every recession all the way back to 42. The Fed over tightening has caused what? What is it? Uh, nine out of the last five. I'm just I'm just kidding. Um but it has caused almost every single bit of carnage uh, along the way by over tightening and fiscal policy being more punitive than it needed to be. The good thing about this time is we've actually been able to get the Fed policy has been able to get inflation under control so rapidly that, you know, I'm not saying they're going to lower rates anytime soon, Tony. I, I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't see them going from zero to five percent and then all of a sudden saying you know what we're going to do an about face and we're going back to three that's not going to happen i think what they're what they're doing right now is they're choking it off but you've got to look at past recessions and what was the impact usually the rate hikes that that they actually put in place you don't really feel those until about six to nine months down the road so if you really think about it, when they were doing these 75 basis point hikes back in the summer, what are we feeling right yeah. now? Those rate hikes. So they still have continued to raise rates along the way. I personally think that if they if if they don't, I don't want to say lighten up, but if they just go neutral, I really do think with the impact, and this is why I'm about to get into the banking sector, uh, I really do think with the impact to the banking sector, I really feel like we're we're potentially, we're possibly going to get a soft landing. I gave up trying to give, all, you know, trying to give guaranteed statements. It just, it never works out. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, it never, yeah. It never yeah. works out. Somebody's going to hold yep. you to it. And, you know, how do you know what's going to happen two months from now? You don't. But you know, think about what the banking banking cracks have done is it's given the Fed shade. But if you like Muhammad El Arian, if you look at uh, Jamie Dimon, uh, you, you listen to all these people and what you can kind of pull from it is the Fed has actually by by tightening to the point of cracking something in the banking system, they have effectively raised 50 to 100 basis points worth of rate hikes without raising rates. Because what that's going to do is it's going to continue to tighten credit. Yeah. Right. And the reason raising rates, it helps tighten the economy is because it makes borrowing that much more difficult. Does that matter? That yep. makes sense, Tony? Oh, yeah. So by them getting the banking system to where it's at, uh really and truly that's essentially like them going to five and a half six six and a half on the uh on the interest rates because let's face it, it now with the the small and the medium and uh the you know the regional banks they're in a they're in a pickle because it, and actually Warren Buffett pointed it out and I was like holy cow that's why he is who he is um you know, we have got a system right now that the banks literally they used to, you know, lend out mortgages at five and six and seven percent, and they were guaranteed that income for years and years and years. Well, Tony, 
now they've got they've got mortgages that are two and three percent and they've got to keep those on their books for 30 years so the problem is you've got banks that have have these these mortgages long-term mortgages tony 15 15 year to 30 year mortgages between one and a half and three percent which was great for us it was great for the economy it, it, it you know it allowed people to refinance their debt it allowed them to to lock in a lower interest rate for longer gave them more more spendable income which is another reason why the consumer was stronger going into this environment so that that made us more resilient but at the same time now you've got banks that they they got double whammied they had they had ultra low interest rates which means their income is not going to be what it was at the same time they held treasuries that were you know 20 30 year treasuries they bought back in like 2020 2021 uh, that have now had so much duration impact so much duration risk that they're underwater on those and they're struggling mm-hmm. And the Fed, that's the reason the Fed came in. That's the reason SV, one of the reasons SVB had its issues. I'm not going to say that's the only one because it's not. But what it's going to ultimately lead to is you're going to see the FDIC probably come in. I would I would anticipate, let's face it, you have more claims. It's just like, Tony, when you have Allstate or State Farm or whoever, and I'm not picking on them particularly, but if they pay out more claims because of a hurricane, because of something in Florida or wherever, they're going to raise rates for everybody because they got to recoup some of that money. Does that make sense? So when the FDIC, if they come in and they start uh, raising rates on banks, that's going to make them even less profitable. So their balance sheets are going to have to be fixed. And really and truly, there's only really two ways they're going to be able to to correct this from the consumer's point of view. They're going to require people to actually pay 20 or more percent down to buy a personal residence or maybe 25 percent on a commercial note. And you're talking about, you know, interest rates that are going to be almost punitive. That's just for them to be able to make money and get their balance sheet back to way to the way it needs to be. That's why I say, I think the the economists are right. This this impact could lead to the overall effectiveness of a rate hike without being a rate hike. So, I, don't get me wrong. If you bought your house and you've got a three percent mortgage, kudos to you. You may not you may not need to hear what I'm saying. But if you're out there right now and you're shopping for a house, that's going to be problematic. That's the reason why uh, you're going to probably wait a year or two, maybe rent. Um, you're you're probably not going to purchase. So, or you know, you're going to drive that car an extra year. You're gonna you know you're going to go to AutoZone or Advanced Auto Parts and do more upkeep. Right. You're not going to actually you know trade that in because you're trading in from a two to a six or a seven. So, uh, Tony. These are all things that I think that's that's one of the reasons why I don't see us going into a real hard landing is because so many people were able to take advantage of it, that they have that discretionary income. They've been able to somewhat keep up with inflation. I know credit card debt's rising, but as a percentage of, of our economy versus 20, 30 years ago, 
it's relatively in line, uh, if you will. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. Now, one of the things I would recommend you do is make sure you're keeping track of your spending because it's real easy to say, you know what, I don't care what the cost is. I'm just going to buy it because especially in retirement, Tony, you're you're really needing to watch what your, your outflows are because let's face it, if you've got more going out than coming in, it doesn't take long to figure out that sink's going to run dry pretty quick. So so make sure you keep on top of that and make sure you have a strategy uh, that's going to work for you and your family. And speaking of strategy, Tony, we talked about taxes at the very beginning as well. Uh, so tax strategy, you know, we're getting to the end of tax season. Everybody's going to be sending their checks in the next day or so. Make sure you get them postmarked. Uh, but you really need to think about going forward. I can't give you any hints, hints or tips for this year, because if you haven't taken what we've said thus far, I really don't know what to tell you. Uh, you probably have to do what you have to do for this year. But for next year, I really think you need to use your tax return as a strategy guide, not as not as a historical document. And that's not something your CPA is going to do for you. That's something you're going to have to do for yourself or you're going to have to have someone do for you like our firm that we actually do that for our clients. Um couple of the things that you need to make note of and, and think about for next year, Tony, is Roth conversion. You know, did you max out your marginal tax rate? If you were in the 12 or the 22 uh, up to the IRMA limits, were you were you utilizing all that? You know, if you had five or 10,000 left in the 12% bracket this year, why not go ahead and convert at 12? You know it's going to 15. Yeah. So that that should be a no-brainer. That's a that's a single right there. Easy hit, get on base, you're good to go. Um, Tony, QCDs, qualified charitable distributions. Let's face it, RMDs, uh, the the baby boomer tip of the spear uh, started about five or six years ago when the biggest swath started taking RMDs. If you're taking your required minimum distribution and you don't need it, and you're contributing to a, a church or a charity throughout the year, if it's a 501c3, why are you not using QCDs to your advantage? That's money you can basically pick up uh, for your RMD, but you don't have to pick it up on your tax return. That's a no-brainer there, right? That You get the benefit of giving that to your church or charity. They get the benefit of using 100% of income because 501c3s do not pay what, Tony? Yeah. Taxes. Yeah. Um, here's something else to think about. Are you paying too much in income tax? You know, let's face it. If if you're not taking your tax return, looking at your assets and trying to structure your income to do things like reduce your overall marginal rate or reduce your tax on your Social Security, my question is, why not? It's it's there. I mean, the people who do this operate under the same rules that you do. The difference is they pay less in taxes most times than you do. Why are you not doing this? The, these are things you need to be considering. Um, if you're working, the retirement uh, benefits, the 401k contribution, SEP simple IRAs, they all went up this year. Are you going to max those out this year? Are you on pace to max those out? 
If not, why not? Because remember, the market's still down real realistically 15, 20% on the S&P from the highs. You know, put it in when it's low because over time, that's going to benefit you, right? Dollar cost averaging, buying when it's high in January of 21, buying when it's high in January of 22, buy when it's low in January of 23. Over time, it'll work itself out for you. And then, Tony, last but certainly not least, I am I am a huge fan of a client breaking even. I know there are those that look at their tax return as kind of a, a bonus, a savings. They are like, hey, you know, I'm getting so-and-so back. No, you're not. That's your money. You're not right. getting anything. You're not get, you're getting nothing, right? What you lost was the ability to use that income throughout the year. So my question is, if you're getting this large tax return and it's it feels great when you get that deposit in your bank account, wouldn't it have felt even better if you had that five or six hundred dollars a month that you could have been spending, maybe putting away in your retirement yeah. plan or have it in you know, an account uh, that has have growth. it in an account that you know you're getting three, four, five yeah, percent now. Wouldn't that have been a much, much, much better alternative than just giving it to the treasury to sit there and hold for a year to turn around and give back to you? Folks, these are all things that sound very simple, but most times people don't do them. And the reason they don't do them is had a had a client in our Bluffton office yesterday, Tony, and they basically told me this. They were like, you know what? I'm 60 years old. I don't I am trying my hardest to to work as hard as I can, put as much money as away away as I can and really stay focused on retiring whenever we want to retire. And they said we don't have enough hours in the day to sit there and try to think through and worry about every single detail. And are we doing everything that we need to be doing? That's what you're for. That's what they told me. They were like, that's what you're for. That's why we want to work with you. Uh, they came actually from one of our listeners out there. We had them in for a, a session. Uh, we identified some issues and they said, you know what? You're exactly why we need to be doing what we need to be doing because you're looking out for those things that we don't have time to do. And Tony, isn't that what an advisor is supposed to be for? Is to advise you on how to improve your situation, not just basically squeaky wheel gets the grease. Right. And maybe you talk about a mutual fund here or there when you meet and you get together, and then all of a sudden it's pat on the back and see you later. Absolutely. You need to be proactive, not reactive. Retirement should be something that is by design, not by default. And that's why you need to work with someone who actually takes that initiative to make sure you're in the best possible position that you can be in for you and your family. Give us a call, 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. And Tony, in the spirit of tax season and getting something back, remember, each one of the callers that calls in, if it if you're in the top, I'll even do top five this time, top five that call in, you get a 20-minute Ask Us Anything session to see if what you're doing is actually what you need to be doing going into the, the rest of this year. So give us a call, 877-269-0839, and let us help you find your retirement by design. All right. Thanks, Travis. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance.
Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 